Breaker one-nighter out there on the interwebs. Get your ears on for the fitness skills podcast from GMB, where we teach you how to get strong by practicing skills you actually want to learn. And have fun in the process. My name is Andy Fawcett. I am not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I'm also a client. And here with me is the hero of the GMB Epic Saga, Dr. Ryan Hurst, who's not actually a doctor, but he is GMB's program director and head coach. And he's here. So how's it going, that would Ryan? be That would be me. I'm, I'm awesome, man. Doing great. Back in Japan. Back in Japan after in your Japan. Maui adventure. Maui was awesome, and uh, it was wonderful to see you and the family. Absolutely. So, had a good time. Andy brought the fam over to Maui. We hung out for the day, and uh, basically, Andy just watched me beat up on my kids. Well, I should say, have them beat up on me. And, um, yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. The whales were incredible while I was in Maui. I'm glad that they made an appearance while I was there. Made it worthwhile, so... But yeah, it's a uh, you know funny thing. Japan's a little bit colder than uh, than Maui for some reason. Yeah, it's kind of strange. So yeah, last time I looked yeah. at a globe, <laughs> Japan wasn't quite in the tropics. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of. You know, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I got back and it was cold. I don't understand what's going on here. But yeah, well, kind of, kind of wishing I was back in Hawaii. But anyway, it's all good. It's yeah, all good. I, I uh, choose to live here for very good reasons, and very good reasons is one of them. So Fair anyway, uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that's been going on. Yeah. In a couple minutes, we're going to answer some some questions, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, motivation uh, and auto regulation and these kind of competing ideas about like uh, you know knowing why you do things, knowing when it's okay not to, but still doing it enough that you make progress. So we'll get into that whole ball of twine later on, but. Um, I just want to say to everyone in the posse who has Rings 1, if you have not checked your email, you need to do so. We just a couple of days ago sent out an update to everyone who has Rings 1, a free update. Um, And this is actually kind of like a preparatory course. We know a lot of people... Uh, want to train on the rings, but maybe uh, if they if you can't do enough pull-ups or something, or especially a lot of women have asked us uh, for help with getting ready, getting started. Uh, and so we added an optional prep phase that Ryan made up. Do you want to talk about that for just a minute, Ryan? Yeah, sure. And uh, all of our two series, uh, rings two and parlets two and um, even floor two, we've got a prep phase that we, that we included. And uh, we didn't really have that too much for our one series. Uh, got a lot of emails asking people, you know, how can I prepare myself for the rings course? And we sat down and uh, cranked out a little prep phase for everyone and so if you've got r1 already then be sure to check your emails um what this is going to do is make sure that you're good and ready uh to even get started with r1 a lot of issues that people have are when they start r1 they still might not be able to get as many pull-ups um as they might want and this prep phase is not only going to help with pull-ups but everything else to uh help get you good and ready so that you have the confidence and um the prerequisite prerequisite kind of skills to get you going for rings one 
Cool. And so if you've already done Rings 1 and had no problem with it, obviously this doesn't really affect you, but you might want to take a look at it anyway. Uh, you know, it, it may give you some ideas. But if, you'd, if you've tried it and found that you got frustrated because you uh, didn't have the strength to start, or uh, if you're thinking about doing Rings 1 again and want to make sure that you, you know, have a really solid foundation in the pulling, then you should check this out. And uh, like I said, check your email. We sent it to all you guys already. And on this point, I just want to briefly mention how awesome GMB is. Uh, you know, sorry, uh, it sounds like a commercial here, but <laughs> here's the thing. Um, we don't just talk about uh, stuff coming soon. Oh, yes, it's coming soon. It's com- oh, we're, we're going to update in the second edition. Oh, we're going to add a new course about that and then make you wait for months or years. We actually update all our stuff pretty frequently and give it away to all of our members for free. Um, so, yeah, when we say updates, we actually do make updates is kind of what I'm trying to say here. Uh, based on feedback from you guys. So if you have feedback, let us know. It'll find its way into an update sooner or later, and we'll get it out to you. All right. So moving on, um, let's see. Uh, We did also just release another free course uh, covering the handstand, and we've done a lot of handstand stuff before, but this is probably the biggest uh, handstand thing on the market that I've seen. Uh, it's kind of funny. We started talking about doing this thing months ago. And in, uh, yeah. in the meantime, it seems like everybody and their brother made a handstand program. Yeah. Uh, ranging <laughs> in price from like 30 bucks to like 100 bucks. But uh, we, I, we, we just decided we make ours free. So uh, yeah. sorry, everybody else. Uh, but if you want to learn handstands and uh, want a really good program for it, uh, check it out on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. And uh, search for handstand on there. You'll find it. Uh, yeah, and this is this is a big sucker too. It's yeah. what, like uh, hour, hour and almost thirty minutes, I believe, of yeah. video. There's tons of stuff on there. I went back and shot a lot of new stuff. Um, you know, took some people through the handstand, showed you how to do it, and uh, it was fun. I had a good time doing it. Plus, you can also see me with my mustache from a couple years ago, which is awesome. So yeah, and the other thing I want to mention one more thing too. Uh, this is not an advanced hand balancing circus acrobatics program. Um, If if you, if you're already great at handstands, you don't need this. So don't, you know, if you, if you can already do handstands, a freestanding handstand and hold it, you know, you might be interested in it for novelty value, but don't get it and say, well, this didn't teach me anything about one handed jumping handstands and hoops of fire. Uh, sorry, it's just a handstand course, but it's really damn good. And if you can't do a handstand yet, enjoy. It's for you. That's uh, right, and it's free. <laughs> it's, it's free, so you can't complain about the price. Um, also, we had a few new members to Alpha Posse in the past week, and I just want to say welcome and thank you to you guys. It's a pleasure to have you joining the community. And... We're just a few days away from our 1,000-day anniversary of GMB. Um, yeah, and if this, if this podcast actually is posted the day I'm planning on it, then today should be day 989 or 990. Uh, <laughs> so we're counting down to 1,000 days. And I don't know, maybe on day 1,000, something might something be might happen. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Know. Yeah. All right, mm. cool. And uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> one more thing uh, before we get into the Q's and A's. Uh, this is a shout out to the guy on Reddit who asked about getting a shout out. So here you go, dude. Shouting out. 
All right. Yo, let's ace some cues. Let's hit it. All right. So, Ryan, this was actually posted a couple days ago on Facebook, and I gave my answer there, but maybe you can expand on that a little bit here. So the guy basically said, I can do pistols, uh, one-legged squat on my right leg, but not on the left. And so what should I do about that? Well, you should work on being able to do them on your left leg. Okay, next question. <laughs> Which no, is, is the uh, yeah. short, true answer, but uh, maybe expand on that. Story. Yeah, let's expand on it. Yeah. Now, um, this actually, you know, you see this a lot where you're going to be side dominant and um, you might have a strength imbalance, you know, so that it doesn't allow you to do that. Well, what you need to do is work on fixing that imbalance. And so uh, really, it's just a matter of going back and spending time focusing on the left leg, shoring up the deficiencies that you have. Um, Maybe you have a problem uh, with your ankle flexibility that doesn't allow you to get deep in there, or maybe you're just not strong enough. Whatever it is, you need to figure out what's going on, and then you just go back in there and work on fixing it. So, you know, Things take time, by the way. And, um, you know, we've talked about me performing or working on my one-arm handstand uh, in earlier podcasts. And right now, um, I'm finding the same thing. I'm really strong on my, actually, my non-dominant hand. On my left hand, really strong, and I'm having trouble with my right arm. So what I'm having to do is make sure that I work not necessarily harder, but smarter and doing some things that will help to shore up that deficiency. So that's what I suggest. Figure out what's going on and go in there and just do the work. So, All right, cool. Absolutely uh, good stuff. Um, next cue, what do you think of mindfulness uh, in movement training? What do you think about mindful movement and mindfulness training? Yeah, you know, this. we're not just talking – you know, about some woo-woo kind of weird stuff that you're doing, you know, and in your practice and thinking, you know, use the force kind of thing. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is when you're going into your training, you're really focused on what you're doing. Now, there is an element of play in there um, that we're actually going to talk about a little later. But when you're working on a specific drill or I should say skill, you should go into this your workout, knowing what you want to accomplish, knowing what you need to do to accomplish it, and then go in there with a clear mind to do it. So this mindfulness is not um, no mind kind of thing where you just go in there and just doing stuff. You want to go in there and really focus on what you need to do in order to get uh, where you want to go. So um, just to give an example, you know, when you're out there, when you're out there doing your workout, you don't want to be checking your Facebook or you don't want to, you know, email or calling somebody like that. You know, hopefully when you're in there and you're working on something, you're you're devoted to the movement that you're performing. In fact, each and every rep, you should be devoted to doing that. So don't think about what's coming up next. Think about what you're doing right now. And that's kind of what we're talking about when we're talking about uh, mindfulness. Cool. And you said something kind of interesting that I sort of want to back up to. You said it's not no mind. And I know that we have some uh, some martial arts people uh, listening to this. And we have some uh, some people with various backgrounds that, that might have heard that phrase before. So uh, 
But also, I know also that you and I both have learned correct, proper, quote unquote, uh, Buddhist meditation from right. actual real monks who wear yes. robes and make tea <laughs> and shit. Uh, so maybe maybe if you talk a little bit about about uh, about that, because I think that's really interesting. I bet some other people find it interesting. What is no mind and how is that different from mindfulness? Yeah. In, Besides the obviousness of the names. Sure, sure. In um, the no mind, well, in Japanese it would be called mushin. And basically it's the characters that they use are nothing and heart is the second one for mind. Um, but anyway, what it is is uh, meditational practice is you're trying to clear the mind and whatever comes in, you push out. This is just one example. Of course, there's many different ways you can meditate. But basically, um, trying to clear the mind of anything that's going on. Now, when we're practicing, um, let's say, well, since we were talking about the handstand earlier, let's just talk about the handstand. If you just go in there and try and clear your mind to just try and do it, then you're probably not going to be very successful because there are certain things that you need to focus on inside of, of doing that handstand that are going to help you to get it. So, for example, um, the mindfulness of working on a handstand, in my opinion, should only be one to two things at a time. You know, there's maybe 10 things that you could focus on when you're trying to work on a handstand, but trying to do all of that at the same time is just going to confuse you. And likewise, the no mind frame where you're not trying to think about anything is also not going to help you in the sense that it's not going to give you a focal point. So for example, if you're upside down in the handstand, something that, that, just this morning I was working with a student of mine was to get him to focus on pushing away from the ground. That was the only thing I wanted him to think about. You know, the rest they have, They've, they're squeezing their legs together, squeezing their butt, tight core. What they were lacking and where they didn't have this mindfulness was in that pushing of the ground. So if I were to tell them, yeah, just don't think about anything and go ahead and try a handstand, it's not going to happen. I mean, it would be nice if we could all have this machine, this this no mind to be able to go into everything that we do with a clear mind. But when we're talking about mindfulness, what we're trying to do is push out the other stuff that's not helping us in our particular workout or our practice. So that to me is the difference between no mind and mindfulness. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I think that they're, yeah. they're related and one yes, can be yes. a path to the other. I think it actually goes both ways. There's a time when when the, the machine is more appropriate and there's a time when the mindfulness and the concentration is more appropriate. And I think that yeah. we all need to experience both and learn how to choose appropriately between them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Slickness. One more uh, question here uh, that we All got right. from an email a couple of days ago about, uh, and this is something that applies probably to most people listening to this as well. Um, I spend a lot of time working at my desk and have noticed that my uh, legs and hip flexors are chronically tight. Uh, what Do you recommend any specific stretches for this? What do you think about standing desks and ergonomic working? Um, what do you think? Okay. Ryan? Yeah. Well, I think you need to get off your ass and walk around a little bit. You know, um, you know, you got to move. Um, sitting in front of the desk, I think we all know that sitting in front of a desk for hours, hours of time is not good for you. Um, now, unfortunately, you might not be able to do that. Depending on what kind of work you do, you you might have to sit in front of a desk. And chances are, nowadays, pretty much 
everyone has this issue. So what would I do? I would stand up and walk around. Um, stretches, yeah. Um, your your hip flexors are going to be tight. Your lower back, uh, you're going to have some leg issues, of course. But you know, I think it's a matter of of, ta- of actively taking breaks, and and taking a break meaning stand up, walk around, and do a stretch that you want to do. I you know, there's tons of stretches you could do for your hamstrings, your hip flexors, whatnot. But really, getting up, walking around, and just getting away from the computer and the desk. So yeah, what I else? think that's I mean, really good. Um, and this is actually sort of something that's really important. I think is that you didn't just recommend a band aid. You didn't say, yeah. "Oh well, you know, it sucks that you have to sit down all the time." Uh, I think that maybe twenty minutes every night you should stretch your hip flexors. Yeah, that's the easy answer. But at the end of the day, you're just fighting against something uh, rather than attacking it at the source. And yeah. so. Um, standing desks are, are apparently really popular. I personally cannot cannot stand them. Ha! Um, ah, gotcha. I, I like sitting down to work. I feel I can concentrate better because I'm kind of a kinetic person, and if I'm standing up, I'm going to be moving around too much. Right. But – in between when I sit down to work, I also make sure that I take breaks and get up and do different things. And I'll get up and you know move around and stretch and, and walk and think and do different stuff. But that's actively working at the source of the problem. You know, set times and and take breaks and make sure you stand up. You know, at least a few minutes every hour. Get up and walk around. Um, whatever you need to do, and don't don't just try to to band aid this by stretching it out after the fact because you know the damage is going to be done a lot of times. Uh, yeah. and it's really hard to undo a full day of dysfunction with you know 10 minutes of function (laughs) that's yeah that's very true it's it's like working out you know is it is it better to only do 10 minutes a day or two hours once a week you know in one spurt you Mm -hmm. know once a day you know now just go ahead and if you've if you can do 10 minutes a day exercise and you know that's it do it that's that's going to help out so same with sitting at a desk get up walk around and if you need to set a timer I'm, there's software out there i'm sure that yeah. you can set that'll you know let you know when it's time to get up i Absolutely. don't use that but you know i've tried to use yeah. some before and i found that it didn't work with my schedule because i i always set them for an arbitrary schedule and they would oh, become yeah. an annoyance for me <laughs> uh and yeah. I would end up turning them off. So I've just made it where I have to remind myself. I, I had to learn to be a big boy and take responsibility for getting up and taking breaks. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's sounds... that Which should be. That should yeah. be. I mean, you, you need to take responsibility yeah. for yourself. And, and, and the thing yeah. is, it's not hard. It's just you just have to train yourself to do it. And I think sure. everyone can train themselves to do that. Uh, it really only takes about a week of, you know, putting sticky notes on your monitor or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and after that, you'll you'll start to remember, and you'll start to feel uh, it'll feel unnatural to sit down for for that long anymore. And that's when yeah. you'll you'll start to make more of a habit of it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's talk. Uh, as I promised earlier, let's talk about motivation. We we wrote uh, a few things recently about you know knowing why you train and about intrinsic versus external sources of motivation and that kind of thing. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about. You know, why why we do what we do and, and what's so important about that because uh, I'm, I'm going to start off here because this is one of my personal sort of pet peeves is that I think a lot of us 
don't really know what we want. Yeah. Um, and it's not that we are unintelligent or uninformed or that we don't have the self-knowledge or whatever. Uh, I've, I've heard some, some negative opinions of people who don't know what they want. But the fact is that our society rewards passivity. And it rewards obedience. All societies do. It's not a bad thing. It's not the man or the Illuminati trying to keep you down. But societies need rules and structure. And a well-ordered society is one in which everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing and does it. So we learn uh, from the messages around us, from the social structures, from everything in our language and culture, we learn what we're supposed to be doing and more to the point, we learn what we're supposed to want. And a lot of times, we, don't, if we, we never stop to think about what we personally really want. So it's very easy for us to latch on to, to messaging from advertising and whatnot and to think, oh, I want a six-pack or, you know, I want to lose weight or I want, um, you know, whatever. But if you think about weight loss, what is the actual benefit of being lighter, of your body physically being lighter. I mean, yeah, it might put less impact on your joints, but there's really no like benefit to having less mass. Right? So when you talk about weight loss, you know, it's the losing the weight is not what you really want. What you really want is to be healthier. What you really want is not to be, you know, putting your health in danger or you what you really want is to be able to move more easily and more comfortably. Or what you really want is for when people to look at you not to think, oh, there goes a fat guy. You know, yeah. what you really want is usually something other than the thing that society and culture and advertising has told you to want. So. I'm nearing the end of my rant now, and Ryan's going to talk real soon, I promise. But the point <laughs> is, is that the rest of the things we're going to talk about today hinge on, on this. You must stop whatever it is you usually do for a few minutes to an hour, someday, any day, today, ideally. You must stop all these other things you're doing, sit down with yourself with no distractions, and think about what is it? that you personally right now really want. And once you know that, the rest of this other stuff we're going to talk about is going to be so damn helpful, you won't believe it. But it won't unless you get clear on that first. All right? All right. So, Ryan, your turn. Let's talk about Great motivation. <laughs> yes. Let me, and I'm just going to go with that. You know, to give you an example, uh, a few years ago, I actually had a, a studio over here in Japan. And I just recently, of course, you know, I open up a new gym and the official opening opening is in April. However, getting back to this original studio that I had a few years ago, it it almost killed me. And the reason for that was it was actually something that I didn't want. It was something that a person told me that I needed to have in order to do X. And so I felt that in order to do that I needed to do the studio. And you know, during that time, of course, there were some good times that I had in there, but it was killing me. It was killing my family and everything around it. And then finally, one day, I just sat down and said, listen, what do I really want? And realized that it wasn't that. And so, you know, motivation, you know, doing things for your family, doing things for yourself is very important. However, if you don't understand why you're doing that and there's not a good reason for it, 
then you're probably going on the wrong path, sorry to say. And it's like this with exercise. You know, you know, you see people doing particular tricks or something. And you say, man, I would love to do that. Okay, really? I mean, really, is that something that you want to do just because someone else is doing it? Or is it something that you want to do? Another example is like playing the guitar. You know, you can learn to play the guitar and maybe you learn all the other songs that everybody else is learning. But is that really what you want? You know, maybe you're a fan of of a different group, but all of your friends and everybody's playing a different or learning a different song. So, you know, focus on what you want. And like Andy said, once you sit down and you understand exactly what you want, it's pretty easy to figure out how to get there. I'm not saying that it's 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 going to be easy, but you know, you can sit down, you can formulate a plan, and you can start working on how to get there. And chances are you'll probably get there because this is actually something that you do want. Yeah. And so just to give another example real quick, uh, this week we posted two new articles about flexibility. And the reason we did is because Man, do we ever get a lot of questions about flexibility and stretching. So much so, in fact, that Jarlo, after this last one, uh, sent us all a message. No more stretching article. <laughs> you know, he's tired of talking about flexibility. You know, and it's he's a physical therapist. He, he used to practice yoga for an hour a, a day, six days a week. Uh, he's pretty flexible. If you guys have seen the videos, you know that. And he's tired of talking about flexibility. Uh, here's the thing. People feel like they want to be flexible and then they go online and they look at stuff and they find all this information and it puts ideas in their heads. And so we get an average of two or three emails a week that ask us about our focused flexibility program, which is something that it allows you to get flexible. Um, and a lot of these questions are, are extremely reductionist. And extremely off point. And what I mean by that is the questions aren't about the results you'll get from the program or whether or not the person can use it successfully or, or anything like that. We get questions that are like this. Does Focus Flexibility use PNF? Because I read an article and some guy said that PNF is the best stretching. Now, I'm not making fun of anyone here. Uh, it's a totally natural thing. You search stretching online. You see a lot of people talking about PNF and saying that it's really effective. And yes, it can be in various cases. And so you assume PNF is what you need. Uh, but the measure of a stretching program is not does it have PNF. The measure of a stretching program is does it get you flexible. And I will just go on and say here, focus flexibility does make use of some PNF and related uh, methodologies, but that's not the point. So you need to know what you really want. Do you want PNF or do you want flexibility? Right? If you just if you just let other things put ideas in your head, then that's that's drawing you away from what you really want. You're allowing yourself to be led and it pulls you off track. You get too concerned with PNF or you get too concerned with whatever instead of focusing on the thing you really want. And that thing you really want is what you should really be working on. So that's why we think it's so important to know what your goal is. And another thing is that your goal doesn't necessarily even need to be like one-arm handstand. Right now, that's Ryan's goal, but 
It's not because he just wants to have a T-shirt that says, I can do a one-arm handstand. Ryan, why the hell do you even care about the one-arm handstand? Well, to be honest, I mean, this is actually something that my coach Steve and I were talking about. You know, getting the one-arm handstand, really, what's the benefit? I mean— Party tricks? You know, yeah. yeah, that's about it. And, you know, it's interesting, but it's it's one of those things just where, for me, I'm at a point where it's not that I haven't— you know, I've done everything, and so the only thing left is the one-arm handstand. It's not that. It's it's about going in there for me and just focusing on one thing and only that thing. It's This is actually, and I've said this before, but it's like a meditation for me. I know exactly what I want, and I'm not messing around with anything else. You know, my goal right now is the one-arm handstand. And, you know, again, it's not just so I can wear a T-shirt saying, yeah, I got the one-arm handstand. I just see it as a natural progression of where I'm going in my life and where I want to continue going. And and by doing this and putting in the time and, and making sure that I'm doing everything my coach tells me and, and making sure that I'm doing it correctly by not getting injured and actually having fun with it, I mean, to me, what else is there? You know, that that's it. So that's being clear about my goal. I'm not doing any other workouts uh, while I'm doing my one-arm handstand. Cool. I'm, I'm doing everything that it takes to help me get this one-arm handstand. I'm extremely clear. Now, this is actually sort of an example of the machine that we were talking about earlier. This is – I'm mindful as far as what I want, but I'm clearing out all of the other clutter – in in my life, in my head, and just focusing on doing the one arm handstand. That that's what we're talking about now. On, along those lines, and something that's completely different is sometimes it's good to just not even have a particular goal and to just go out and move your body. This is this is also another motivational thing that you can think about. Sometimes you you've been so focused on one thing that you can kind of get blinders almost, you know, and forget about other stuff that's going on out there. And so that's why maybe, you know, particular case would be um, I've got a student over here who's just so intense with everything they do that I'm always saying, okay, we're going to take the next five minutes and all I want you to do is just move your body around. I show them a couple movements and they say, go move your body around. They can't do it. They have to have something that is so structured that it kills them to go out there and have to think and just play. And so I'm kind of going off track here, but, you know, motivation is, is going to, of course, be different for everyone. But when you figure out why you want something and you get it and you keep working towards it and then when you get it, everything else is easy. So well, I know I think that's actually a good a good sidetrack there, and it's uh, it's important to think about too. I mean, so I'm also I'm I'm a person right now. I have zero health or fitness goals, none, none at all. I'm not in perfect health. I'm not, you know, I'm not the most fit person on the planet or anything. But I'm I'm good enough and much better than good enough for anything I want to do. Uh, but. For me, my practice is not about achieving a particular skill or goal. My practice is mostly because I enjoy it. And my personal motivation is that I feel like every day I have a choice. Am I the kind of person who needs external uh, congratulation or needs external 
feedback saying, oh, Andy, you're really fit or you're really strong or you, hey, that six pack is pretty hot, dude. Am I the kind of person that needs that or am I the kind of person that for my own for my own benefit, for my own enjoyment, am I the kind of person who just likes to move? And, and I you am. know, I think, yeah, yeah. And this is interesting. I think with all of us here at GMB, this is kind of how we are. You know, I'm going to be honest. I could give a shit about telling people that I'm doing the one-arm handstand. You know, I'm the kind of guy that, and you know, I'm not one to just say, hey, look what I can do. And actually, that's that's kind of bad with me sometimes because there are things that I probably should be... I don't want to say bragging about, but showing people that I can do. But well, Jarlo's always on you to take off your shirt and uh, yeah. you know take show off like, pics all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I want more pics, you know, video, take your shirt off, whatever, you know. This just isn't something that I've. It's not that I'm not comfortable with it. It just hasn't been me. And so, you know, when you brought that up, Andy, it, it makes sense. And there's a lot of people out there I think who are like that. Now, that's not to say that we, I don't care about. You know, wanting to be the best that I can be because that's sure as hell true. I want to be the best. And, you know, over the years, I've really tried my damnedest to, to get there, you know. But um, again, it's it's the goals. What do you need? Do you need someone to pat you on your back? Do you need someone to say, oh, you know, you're great or something? Um I don't know. We're not really like that. Maybe some people out there are. And that's just fine. That's just fine. But I don't I don't really know what to say except for, you know, find find what works for you, get yeah. motivated and do it. Yeah, so. and it's it just comes down to like I said a few minutes ago is just really knowing what you want. For me, my my fitness journey is all about being the kind of person, being a good role model for my daughter, right? And that to me just means being able to move freely and and be healthy and happy and have fun and do things that I enjoy. Um and so I, I can pretty much do that, but I know that it's not something that I can stop practicing and continue being able to do. So all of my practice is geared towards continuing that and enjoying it and having fun with it. That doesn't mean that I won't have goals for particular skills. I practice some parkour, and sometimes I'll see somebody do a neat trick or transition. I'm like, oh, man, I want to learn that, and I'll work on it. And, but my point is, this, is that this comes from within me. This isn't something that I'm doing for external feedback or for a reward. This isn't something that I have to trick myself into practicing for. And Ryan doesn't have to trick himself to practice the one-arm handstand. He doesn't have to, like, listen to some metal to get pumped up for his workout. He doesn't, no. have, to, he doesn't have to take a five-hour energy shot before training, you know? I don't have to do any of those things. I don't have to... I don't have to, I don't, I can't even, I don't know what people do to trick themselves into getting pumped for a workout. I don't do any of that. I just go and I warm up and I, I wear a calm smile on my face and then I just do the work. Uh, and I know that that's the way Ryan and Jarlo do their thing too. And it works really well for us. So anyway, I'm not saying that this is the way you should be. But this is the way that we are, and we really enjoy it. And I think it's just really great to have that internal, intrinsic motivation that, that comes from who you are rather than what you want people to think of you. Word. Word. Um, so on the other side of the coin, though, uh, so we're talking about this motivation that you know you, you have a great workout whether you get pumped up for it or not. But we also know that sometimes bad workouts happen. And Ryan, today, you were just saying earlier, you thought you were going to have a bad workout today. 
Yeah, it, I woke up this morning and I got to be honest, I got back to Japan and the very next day, yeah, the next day, it just, the pollen is just killing me and my nose is congested and I was like, wow, what's going on? I got a headache. I am feeling a little bit better, but I woke up this morning and I still had a bit of a headache and I came into the gym and I was like, you know, I'm always anxious to do my one-arm handstand. I mean, I love them. It's, I just, I constantly want to be working towards bettering these things. But today I was kind of like, I don't know if I could do it. I really think this is not going to be a good workout. Started in, because I always do it. No matter what, I'm going to start my workout. I'm going to do it. I got in there and things just start clicking. And the best, the best workout I've had to date, I started January 1st. And what is today? Today is the 15th of March. The best one-arm handstand day that I've had. And the thing is, is, I didn't even feel like wanting to work out when I started. So it just goes to show you, sometimes you might be feeling like crap, but when you get going on your workout, you're going to have a good workout. Now, sometimes there's going to be a workout that's just not clicking. And let's say, for example, you've had a nagging injury. Just to keep going, like, for example, with my one-arm handstands, my wrists were just pretty sore, you know, all the time because every single day I'm on my hands now, uh, twice a day. And so my wrists are aching and things like that. Now, there are times where I've kind of backed off slightly. You know, I talked this over with my coach. He's like, you know what, if if you're having one of those days where you're hurting, take off because you've got tomorrow to come back to it. Now, there's a difference though between knowing when to back off and basically just kind of pushing out on your workout. And so, If you go in there and you're just looking for an excuse to end your workout, well, you know what? You're never going to make make it towards your goal. There are times when, and and this happens to me quite a bit, where I start off the workout and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I, you know, if I have it in me. I just keep pushing. I keep pushing myself, and I'm not saying you know, suck it up and work through the pain. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, are you at a point? where you're either going to go over that wall or you're going to hit the wall. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you start a workout or you like say you start off for a run, that first mile is going to suck. But then after that, your body starts getting into it. And so if if that's the case, keep going. Keep doing it. But if you've got something going on where you're feeling that okay, I'm going close to an injury or I'm burning out. You know, I just, today's workout just sucks. I just hate it. Hey, take the day off. You shouldn't be in there. Go home, get some food, get some sleep, then come back to it tomorrow and see how it goes. So, you know, this is the auto regulation thing that we talk about a lot. And that's knowing what's going on with your body and your mind and being able to make adjustments. Because sometimes, the body's willing, but the mind isn't there. And it goes the same way. You know, the mind is there, but the body isn't willing. And you have to know what's going on, when to back off, or when to keep pushing on. And this is tough to do. This isn't something that we can write a manual about and just say, hey, you know, this is when you know that you should keep going. Unfortunately, we can't really do that because it's all about you and knowing your body. 
Yeah, and so we kind of say two competing or sort of seemingly conflicting bits of advice. One of them is that, you know what, take a day off. It won't really hurt you in the in the long run. Now, we say that, and that's true, right? And the other thing we say is that you need to train consistently to get results. Uh, and they seem like they conflict, but they really don't. Um, you need to know the difference between taking a day off from time to time if you need it and just taking a lot of days off because you're being a pussy. You know, they're, yeah. they're two yeah, totally different right. things. Yes. We're not saying it's okay to wuss out and not work out. Uh, you know, don't say, oh, I'm doing this program. I've skipped every workout so far. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's dumb. That's idiotic. But if you're working a program and, you know, every couple weeks if you if you need to take a day off or, you know, that's okay. Or if you find that that you're you're not feeling like you're recovering and you need more time you might you know reduce your overall frequency of training that's fine too but you just need to know the difference between those and that really comes down to Ryan mentioned autoregulation a couple minutes ago, and this is something that people misunderstand about autoregulation is they think that autoregulation means you wake up in the morning see how you feel and decide whether or not you're going to work out. No, that's total bullshit. That's not autoregulation at all. What that is is just that's letting your 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 whims dictate your life and your results. Yeah. What yeah. autoregulation is is you have a time and a program and you're scheduled and at that time you get started and you begin warming up regardless of anything else that's happening. You know what you're supposed to do and you start doing it. Autoregulation is not about how you feel. It's about how you perform. So you start working and you may notice, hey, you know what? I feel really kind of beat today. Or, man, I'm sluggish. Uh, you know, or my body feels stiff. Or, man, I just don't really have a lot of power behind my movements right now. You may notice that your performance is not where it should be. And you can tell this in a warm-up if you're warming up properly, you know, and that's autoregulation is being able to adjust based on that. It's not how you feel, it's how you perform. And that's a very key distinction that a lot of people miss. And sometimes even after that, we're not saying that you should quit your workout for that day. Maybe you just need to adjust the workout for that just day. Just take it so down maybe, a notch. Yeah, so instead of doing, you know, whatever 10 of whatever maybe you just need to take it down to five or and i hate to use reps but that's just something simple to to think about so again it's not necessarily after you do your warm-up saying you know screw it i i'm not you know i'm done today no go ahead and keep going with your workout try it and see how that goes maybe just take it down a notch and adjust it from there or maybe like today, um, I you know did my warm ups and after my warm ups I still was feeling kind of in. But then as I started getting into my hands, I was like, wow, things are really clicking. And the thing is, when that happens mentally, you're going to start getting a little excited and you're going to start feeling better and things are going to start going a lot better. And that's really important. You said you you started your warm up and you still felt a little eh, but you weren't moving eh, and you kept going. Exactly. That's the difference between feeling and performance, and that's why it's so important to really understand that. It's not about how you're feeling. You can feel like crap and still be performing great, and you should keep performing because your body craves movement at that point more than your yep. mind does. G yeah. Yeah. And so, Good stuff. Yeah. And so that's, that's really, you know, 
the important thing is to, to know the difference there. Uh, one more thing I want to uh, mention. We talked about motivation earlier and sort of knowing what you're training for and, and all of that. And we do this thing uh, called the roadmap session that Ryan does. It's kind of the only coaching we really do outside of Alpha Posse right now. Um, but it's based on this process that we kind of put together uh based on some of my teaching background and Ryan's coaching background. And we sat down and sort of put this process together and came up with this thing called the roadmap process. And this is what Ryan does in a roadmap session. But we've also gone on and we made a page on our website, uh, goldmetalbodies.com slash start. If you go there, um, you can see this entire process that we do. And I've written it all out and explained it. And you can walk through this, and it'll actually guide you step-by-step, idiot-proof, exactly how to figure out what you want, what to do about it, and make your whole plan based on that. So uh, I recommend everybody take a look at that. Check it out. Uh, it'll, It'll help you with your motivation. It'll help you with your plan. It'll help you with figuring out if there's any reason that you're not getting the results you would like. Uh, that will actually help you to overcome all of those things. So we, we put that there just because we don't want we don't want there to be a barrier for anyone to say, well, I I can't afford a roadmap session or I can't afford your, your programs right now. I don't know what to do. Well, you can do that. You can start there. You can figure out what it is exactly you personally right now really want out of your training. And the chances are we have some free programs that will also help you with that too. So start at the page called goldmetalbodies.com slash start. Start at the start. It's a great place to start. And figure that out. Set aside an hour and go through that process. And no matter where you are in your training, I recommend you do that. Uh, I think that you'll you'll learn a lot about yourself and about why you've gotten the results you have so far. I, I think it's uh, can be wow. What was that? Uh, I think it can be enlightening. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> apparently, Ryan has a different reaction, but uh, <laughs> that was a big motorcycle right there. Yeah. All right. So, Ryan, do you have anything to say? Any 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 light you want to shed? Any elucidation you want to provide? Any insights? I think we covered a lot. That guy keeps keeps riding his bike right in front of my uh, uh, place. Right. Anyway, I think he should yeah. go jujitsu his ass. So what's up, man? Get out of my lawn, crazy boy. Uh, yeah, I think we covered a lot today. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah man. definitely. So, well, just thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, sorry it took us so long to get back on the podcasting horse. Uh, we we were busy. I'm sure you know how it goes. But we do make this show for you and our mothers. Uh, and our mothers. Yeah, so please uh, let us know what you'd like to hear by uh, you know sending us an email or posting on our Facebook wall. We'd really appreciate it if you leave us a rating on the iTunes uh thing the store the podcasting section of yeah something like that yeah, yeah wherever wherever it is and you know <laughs> tell all your friends because we think we're smart funny and good looking and um yeah that should be enough right that's it <laughs> all right have a great day all and right. take care thanks for listening <laughs>